0: The package being
1: He's been a Hollywood superstar for what feels like, well, forever. Top Gun, Mission Impossible. Hey, even that weird Hitler assassination movie where he doesn't speak German or even fake an accent. Adolf Hitler is dead. Operation Valkyrie is in effect. Tom Cruise is everywhere and was for a while in everything, and most recently made headlines for being deepfaked. And this wasn't just any deepfake. This was the creepiest, most realistic deepfake world probably ever. For more on what that means, Motherboard reporter Sam Cole is on the show to chat. I'm Ben Maku, and you are listening to Cyber. Warning. Okay, so Sam, I saw this Tom Cruise video. It did actually terrify me. I did fall for it. I think I was like, I saw it at like 1am on like a you know, like an, like an Instagram explore. And I was just like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is impressive. I actually thought it was him. Like I thought it was Tom Cruise doing some, some manic like golf thing.
0: (laughs) It's really crazy. It's really real. Um, when I saw it, I was like, I did several double takes. was like, is, are we sure this isn't him? And we're all just being punked. Like, is it, is it a fake deep fake? And it's actually him, but it's not, it's, It's definitely a deep fake. They made it with an algorithm. So, (laughs) yeah.
1: Well, okay. So for you seeing this thing, because obviously that's, I mean, that's the best deep fake I've ever seen. Uh, And I've been deep faked. Like, you know, you're someone who's been studying deep fakes for a really long time. How did you react to it in terms of breaking it down as whether or not it was legitimate?
0: I mean, it's it fooled a bunch of different um, fake detectors, like the the ones that actually run through and make sure it's real or not. Um, So I don't think the human eye could tell really, unless you're using the context of like, would Tom Cruise really do that or say that, which is a huge part of how we decide what is fake and what's not. Um, But when I first saw it, I was like, okay, this is definitely like a professional doing this with like Hollywood level uh, resources. And it turned out that it was. it was, from a company that, you know, does these video editing effects. Um, And the guy who is playing Tom Cruise is a professional Tom Cruise impersonator named Miles Fisher. Here he is in a YouTube video announcing a fake Tom Cruise presidential run in 2019.
1: So help me, help me help you to elect me in 2020. I'm Tom Cruise and I'm running for president of the United States
0: which is cheating (laughs) um you know it's that's a huge part of making a deepfake believable is like the mannerisms that's like half the battle of making a good or realistic deepfake which is like getting the voice correct getting the mannerisms correct the way he like moves and does those like weird manic like hand gestures that tom cruise does um and the laugh just wait till what's coming next The real thing. <laughs> it's a person doing a uh, performance. So, the added layer of like a deep fake on his face, uh, which he already kind of looked like Tom Cruise, um, that just is another layer of like believability onto someone who was already pretty believably impersonating Tom Cruise. But yeah, I mean, when I first saw it, I was like, okay, this is definitely like someone who's doing this with like a lot of computing powder, power, a lot of. Um, resources on hand to hire this guy um to put in the time i think they said it took 24 hours to just map it out but yeah it was a post-production work to fix the little inconsistencies that deepfakes have that you would usually be tipped off by where like the edges are wrong or like the eyes are wrong he spent you know a full day worth of post-production work just to fix that up and obviously all oh, of this came out after the fact and it's easy to say you know after the fact like I know it was a deep fake because you already were told, but um, even before where it was like, people were freaking out and saying like, this is the most advanced deep fake. You could really tell that they haven't gotten to that point yet where you could just plug in an app and say, make me a super realistic deep fake like this because we're just not there yet.
1: I guess that's the thing is like, it was like the hair. I remember looking at the hair and thinking the hair is perfect. The The weird, like, you know, rapid manic movements like you were saying, just like those like, I almost like half expected Tom Cruise to just flip out at one point and like ask me like like you can't handle the truth or whatever it is. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. To you want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. It was really it was impressive, but Yeah. So one thing I was thinking about it though is that the fact that there is now I mean you know technology better than I do, but I'd know at least something to know that if if you can establish some sort of technological feat Especially when it comes to computing power and even just figuring out like the video aspect of it to add on to it, there's gonna be some way of then slowly but surely improving that that process and making it even better and quicker. You know what I mean? It took 24 hours this time, it took a professional voice actor, like a voice and an impersonator, et cetera. I feel like technology will start finding ways to shorten whatever, whatever, whatever thing you have to do to make that. That, that video turn out like it did,
0: yeah. And I mean, Vice kind of wrote about how this was made, and um, it was, I believe, it was the Vice writer Dave Gilbert wrote about, you know, how it was made, and um, he said that you know it got ran through these detection algorithms. But every time you run something like this through a detection algorithm, they learn, uh, so they'll be better next time. And then you go to make another deep fake and, you know, you have access to these detection algorithms and what they're learning, then you know how to outsmart that one. So it kind of builds on itself and, you know, each one gets smarter to challenge the next one. So yeah, you're definitely right that like, this is kind of how we end up with the more realistic and faster ones because the technology keeps getting better and then improves on itself and improves on itself. So yeah, I mean, I think at this point, we're not quite, we're still not at like, ultra realistic deep fakes that anyone can make without like the resources of the studio like this person had. Um, but they're pretty I mean they're realistic enough to ruin women's lives and that's you know, the primary use of deep fakes is people using them in porn or in fake sex tapes and things like that to kind of use as harassment or just out of a weird hobby. <laughs> um, but they're real enough that, you know, they're shared on social media that people will then They feel like they've been violated. They feel like they've been put into like revenge porn. Um, So I definitely don't want to say that the technology is not good enough yet. Like it's plenty good. (laughs) It doesn't need to get better to do any more damage because it's already happening. So this weekend, there was a woman who was caught making deep fakes of her teenage daughter's cheerleading squad teammates to like (laughs) I saw that yeah it's so
1: crazy (laughs) that is a wild story you 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 did that story
0: yeah that was um it we wrote it up yesterday but it was the news broke about it this weekend and then it happened a couple months ago like in 2020 but um,
1: that is wild it's
0: so crazy and like the daughter didn't know that it, it was happening that her mom was doing this or at least that's what she said um but she was making them and then sending them to the owner of the cheerleading squad and then like sending them to the girl's parents and saying like look at your daughter and what she's doing on social media. She's on Facebook naked and stuff like that. And like doing drugs and they weren't. Um, but she probably made that with like an app that you can just Google um, and make these things like, oh, wow. No. And like it's, she didn't, I don't, I don't want to assume too much about this like suburban mom. Maybe she has like an incredible hardware <laughs> setup that we don't know about, but like probably not.
1: I mean, it's maniacal enough to think that it's possible. Like, it's possible. When I read that, I, I I was thinking to myself, well, I thought of you and I was like, wow, this is gonna, this is something that Sam obviously is yeah. waiting for. Because it seemed like it, you know, it kind of like, I guess it's one of those things where it, it, the use of deep fakes went away from like revenge porn and even like politics. And now it's in these sort of like very petty social tiffs between people to the point where like you have this like cheerleader mom trying to like screw up the lives of like other cheerleaders her daughters competing against and you're thinking to yourself like i mean of course the exploitation sounds very similar but but the fact that that's even happening in a social scenario like that they're they're turning to the deep fake right is kind of i don't know like it's like we've i feel like we've crossed a rubicon the cheerleader mom rubicon
0: yeah (laughs) of course it was going to be the cheerleader moms yeah it's (laughs) it's very intense uh competitive crowd, I guess, but it's, you know, the fact that it was immediately used, like, that's what, like you said, that she turned to that to spread rumors is really interesting. And it shows that this is like permeated the culture enough that like, she knew that this technology was out there and that it could be used against people in this way. So she was like, let me go try that out for myself. Maybe this is a new way I can, you know, get back at these girls. It's crazy. And it's, they're still being used against women all the time. But like you said, like, then this Tom Cruise thing comes up in the news and it's like, everyone's like talking about like how realistic the Tom Cruise defake is and like, should we be worried? And like, what does it mean? It's like, you should be worried anyway. Like you should have been worried a long time ago because it's happening. Like Mm -hmm. it's not happening to Tom Cruise or Donald Trump Or like big like celebrities because we don't need that level of fakeness to make people believe fake news about big celebrities. Like you can just use like a shitty slowed down video or like distort the face in some way. And it's like weird and funny, but we believe things that are fake that are just text, like just headlines. People believe it doesn't have to go that far, but like for just average women it's actually like fucking their lives up uh there was a campaign that came out yesterday i think it was like in the uk where it was like an awareness campaign of like women saying like this is a big deal still and that's we're in 2021 <laughs> this came out in 2017
1: but that's kind of what i wanted to kind of ask you it's that it's sort of this this question of are the deep fakes really affecting tom cruise and and donald trump right now like who who's actually at the uh, you know at, at the mercy of these like this pretty terrifying technology that's, you know, extremely exploitative. And I I would not, I, I would be not chill with a video, a porn video of my, with my face on it, deep faked. I wouldn't like that.
0: Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's, um, it doesn't affect like celebrities and public figures because they have like legal teams that no one wants to go up against. Like, you know, better than to make a defamatory Tom Cruise video. Because he will sue your ass off, and same for Donald Trump, and same for anyone, any big celebrities, and that's that was the problem in 2017 when we found this technology being used as it was being used with celebrities, because that's who was who had the most pictures of themselves out there already to use to train the algorithm. But they were even saying like, this sucks, but like it's the internet. What are you gonna do? Like it spreads like crazy. Like even they couldn't completely get a handle on it, but they were used to being like slandered online, so. It wasn't like hurting their public image in the way that it would hurt someone from like a small town and like you know their parents are conservative or something and they see this fake video and it's like they don't get believed and then that's a completely hypothetical scenario but it also happens like it's happening to people that don't have like the legal teams and like the resources to stop it because who has the time even
1: <laughs> who who has the time and and also I I think you know you pointed out earlier like when this technology gets even worse and gets more believable. At what point, you know, is this just like unstoppable force? Because like, if you're already creating, if you can create deep fakes that can, you know, at least dupe some people right now quickly off a quick, quick glance, who's to say, I mean, we work for a motherboard. It's like, give it a year of computing power. What's Moore's law? Like yeah. 20 times or something and double, doubles, doubles in power every like 10 or 11 months. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what, that's how quickly that could change. It could be twice as good in, in, you know, that, that amount of time.
0: And they have gotten a lot better with like the yeah. D, the DIY ones. Yeah. But they're not to the point where this deep, this deep fake of Tom Cruise is where it's like, okay, that's like, if you're doing like the Carrie Fisher in Star Wars type deep fake, yeah. where like the deep fakes people are making now are better than the ones that they were using in Star Wars. It's, um, what's that movie with like the old guys?
1: What's the movie with the old guys? Good question. <laughs> the, old, the Irishman.
0: The Irishman. I was like the old Irish. Oh, the
1: Irishman. That was awful too. Like that. That. That was terrible.
0: Yeah, Listen, I didn't. I love
1: Scorsese, but like, <laughs> it was just I watched it. I was like, no. Like,
0: didn't they do in on that one? This is.
1: It was. You know what it was? It was the opposite of the Tom Cruise. Uh, deepfake because the Tom Cruise deepfake involved a guy who seemed and like moved and manneristically looked exactly like Tom Cruise, whatever you want to say. It just looked like him. The movements were like Tom Cruise and Tom Cruise is like pretty, like he's an action star, right? Meanwhile, you have the Irishman and you have this like weird, maybe younger Robert De Niro, but like, I know what Robert De Niro looks like young, but then also like Robert De Niro, who's now in his seventies had to like beat up a guy in the Irishman. (laughs) And I and you watch it and you're like, that's just seventy two year old Robert De Niro getting allowed to beat up a guy fake because it, he moves like his hips are about to break apart.
0: Maybe I should watch this.
1: <laughs> you, I think you should. If it's on deep fake, I mean, from the deep fake perspective, I think you'd get it.
0: Yeah, yeah, but like even that is like a Hollywood studio had a lot of manpower behind that, and they couldn't get yeah, it, it right.
1: And, and also, like if you see videos from the filming of the 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 movie, it was like people were wearing these like weird dots and stuff on their faces while they were, while they were acting. But I guess like, you know, actors are actors. They can, they can look past that.
0: Yeah. But like, still like you're not, that's most people making a fake are not going to put on like motion tracking sensors to map their faces.
1: You're right. And I think like, I mean, I guess the the, 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 a great way to end this is just to, I mean, I remember the first conversation you and I had in 2019 about deepfakes fakes. And you were like, it's not going to destroy an election because everyone, of course, turned immediately to the 2020 election will be destroyed by deep fakes. Oh, how they were wrong. <laughs> but, uh, but but other than that, I mean, when do you think we're going to be at a point where it is going to affect politics? And I guess do you even think it's going to and do you think it's just going to continue being what you've already described? It's going to destroy regular people's lives.
0: Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's hard to say if it will start affecting politics. I think it could. And I think it already is internationally, like other countries who get all of their news on Facebook because of the way like the news ecosystem is set up. That's just that's what's accessible to them. Um, They are already being affected by deepfakes used politically, but we haven't really seen it in the U.S. now. And now we're all just so incredibly skeptical about fake news and just you know, like any kind of reporting that gets put out there, someone's going to say that's not the facts that happened, even though they are, (laughs) um, you can't, you can't name a publication that hasn't faced that kind of like criticism. Like, Oh, you completely got the facts wrong, but that's literally what happened. Um, so we don't even believe the news now. And I think when you add the layer of video onto it, that's super believable. Like this is then sure. Maybe that could be like something that people believe or, you know, it gets spread. I don't, know if it's a huge threat even now like even with the technology that's out there now but it could be i don't want to rule it out because god like who the fuck knows what's gonna happen like i didn't yeah. really expect to be sitting here at home zoom calling you so <laughs> like, i don't <laughs> yeah, want to say knows. anything. nothing is not possible but yeah i think yeah it's true yeah it could it could happen um i don't think we should be worried about it though not yet
1: not yet
0: Not yet. It's not ominous.
1: Great ominous ending to that. Thank you, Sam.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no problem. I mean, uh, it's all the real.
1: Lorenzo, back for another week of Cypher. Hello, hello. Hi,
2: Ben. Always happy to be here.
1: I know you're always happy to be here. Always. Well, Lorenzo, another week, another surveillance story from Mr. Joseph Cox that has to do with somebody selling creepy location data to somebody creepy. And this one is cars that have your location. And this spy firm wants to sell it to the U.S. military.
2: Yeah, I think Joseph every week, uh, you know, every Monday wakes up and says, okay, how can I terrify our readers this week? And this week he terrified us by revealing that there's this company called the Ulysses Group. Cool name, by the way. By the way, is it it, it good? That's creepy. You know, Ulysses Group.
1: (laughs) It's very creepy. That's like a Bond name, like a Bond group name. You know. Literally. Yeah,
2: exactly. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, they're trying to sell uh, basically your car data. You know, they're trying to sell the the data on location yeah. uh, of like millions of people around the world and their cars to the U.S. Special Operations Command. So if that's your customer, then it's <laughs> yeah, a good name. Yeah. You know?
1: I wonder why they want to do that. Like to just just yeah. admire traffic. <laughs>
2: Yeah, their marketing uh, contract or their, sorry, their marketing material brochure that uh, Joseph obtained spells it out clearly. They say that, you know, cars create uh, dozens of data points that, you know, can identify and pinpoint people all over the world. And so it would be great for a spy agency to have that kind of data. You know, they don't yeah. say it, but presumably so they can drone people with it.
1: I, You know, uh, I was just going to say a standalone fact, standalone fact, factual. It's a factual thing here. Special Operations Command regularly has killed people using uh, robots in the sky with missiles. And usually the people are in cars. (laughs) Just saying. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that. And that's a fact. That's a real fact.
2: Yeah. I'm sure there is no connection with this story. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. I I mean, this is, uh, you know, it makes sense. The company says that this is all marketing for now, that they don't have, uh, they haven't sold anything yet. The military told Joseph that they also don't have a contract uh, for this specific product with Ulysses Group. But Ulysses Group has been a contractor before, so they have, you know, they have a relationship with the US government. And you know, at the end of the day, this is another reminder that our privacy doesn't exist. Um, you know, that's maybe a little bit too harsh, but how many of you, you know, how many of our readers and listeners realize that their cars spy on them every day. Like there's one great paragraph in the story where Joseph speaks uh, with an activist uh, that works on uh, specifically privacy for cars. And you know, this guy says, yeah, you know, like every car has sensors on their airbags, infotainment system, blah, blah, blah. And says, so, you know, an average car sends your location to five different companies potentially. Like and then these companies maybe sell it, sell it to somebody else, who sells it to somebody else, who gives it to the U.S. government. So yeah, great news.
1: Great, yeah, great news. Really uh, <laughs> cool stuff. Uh, so this next one, uh, I mean, this makes me. This one kind of doesn't trigger me, but I certainly get the feeling for it. Because I report so much on the far right, so this 22-year-old Bitcoin entrepreneur uh, is making something he calls a a free speech phone for Trump fans, and it's it's preloaded with Parler. Now, I have to tell you, as somebody who reports on this very regularly, when I saw this, I basically said to myself, "Of course." Of course this would happen. Of course a Bitcoin entrepreneur would do this. I say that I'm just I say that as somebody with a good feeling for this for this beat.
2: Yeah, first of all, uh this is not just a Bitcoin entrepreneur, he is quote the youngest Bitcoin millionaire according to himself. Um and uh, yeah, he calls this the Freedom Phone, which is just a just a great name. You know, this today we're talking about great names. Like this is a great name. Yeah. The, yeah. the product sucks because, essentially, it's just a reskin of Android with Parler and Gab pre-installed on it. But, yeah, I mean, which, that's kind which, of really I mean, like, what, to be, what you to be clear,
1: to, to be clear, though, like, how much would that even cost just regularly? Like, you, How much would it cost just to buy an Android phone, like a cheap Android phone, and then load Gab and Parler onto it? Like That could be probably yeah. 50 bucks.
2: Yeah, like if you want a phone with Parler and Gab, you just, you know, use your own, your usual phone, log in via your browser, and that's it. Like this phone doesn't give you anything else. But, you know, this guy's a Bitcoin entrepreneur. I'm sure he's going to make some money out of it because, you know, honestly, people that are obsessed with Parler and Gab are pretty dumb. So maybe some people will buy this.
1: Oof. Okay. Sweeping statements today.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Sorry to our listeners who enjoy Parler and Gab. And again, like this phone doesn't solve any real problem. It's just, a, you know, honestly, it's just a marketing attempt uh, from a 22-year-old entrepreneur who doesn't, you know, as far as we know, doesn't have any experience, to, you know, developing a, an operating system or even like, um, you know, modifying Android, which is open source. So that's, you know, that's doable. It's just like, why? Why are you doing this? You know?
1: Yeah, I agree. There's no point to agree. There's No point, all right. So, this one's admittedly, this is you. You, this is inside baseball for old Lorenzo Franceschi Bichirai.
2: Yeah, speaking of dumb things, uh, this week, uh, spicy Adobe. Lorenzo. This
1: week, spicy Lorenzo. this I, I'm week. just
2: reporting the facts here, you know. <laughs> so, so yeah, Adobe sent a DMCA takedown request to Mikko Hipponen, who is a very well known security researcher, for the you know, the alleged uh, violation of uh, posting a link to a website that included a link to a, a file that allowed you to install Adobe Acrobat Reader from 1994 on your MS-DOS computer, which is, which, you know, to quote Mikko Hipponen, makes no fucking sense. That's what he said to me uh, because, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Uh, for some reason, Adobe doesn't want people to share copies of 27-year-old software. But I guess that's <laughs> copyright law for you, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Well, I guess that does it.
2: Yeah, we the uh, a lot of a uh, lot of weird stories this week.
1: Yeah, as usual. Well, so now we're gonna sign off, but uh, we're gonna end this conversation for the listeners, and we're gonna talk about soccer. Bye, everyone.
2: Bye, bye.